Mission for Jesus Church, located at 6010 West Mill Road, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where the pastor is Elaine Allen. Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Praise, praise the Lord, it's chat time again. Yes, praise the Lord, it's chat time again. This week, we will continue our discussion of current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So this week, I want to start off with some current events and maybe drift off just um, a little bit about politics. Because I have to say that since the I'll point for since Biden chose Kamala Harris as a VP. I, I know what I did. I know what I did looking her up on the internet. But I want to start with these some bizarre current events. Now someone sent this to me and I heard it on the news, but I had to really look at the video to see what they meant. But it was a sound button on this uh, Troll World doll. Hasbro is well-known toy manufacturer for, you know, producing products like Play-Doh and Power Rangers and G.I. Joe. Well, they're going off the deep end. So one of its newer dolls has been drawn the wrath of more than 300,000 people incensed by a sound button between the doll's legs. The button, and unless you look at the video, you won't really know it. I mean, they, some of the description says you just pick up her dress and and push a button, but it's not, it's not, it's not really just picking up the dress, it's right in between her legs. In the private area, but, but, but I mean, but the procedure that you have to go through, you have to lift up the dress, it's like so exposing the person, the child, or, or they say, or when they say the doll sits down, but you have to really, but you have to still lift the dress. Children who have been abused or 
useful response. Oh, but uh, not just them, just the children who have not even been exposed to abuse. You know how curious uh, children are when it comes to their toys. They take them apart. My niece dissect. You know, they take everything. You know, they dress them. They take clothes off of them. Mm-hmm. You know, they sometimes put them in the bathtub. They're going to bathe them. They are insane. They're trying to uh, mitigate what really how the effects would be upon a child. They're trying to say it's not that serious, and it definitely is. Well, I think serious. the pastor has. We thought it serious, you know, but he probably is coming from a different angle. I'm not, I wasn't even thinking about the pastor. I'm thinking about the mindset that people have where it's, it's like it's, it's something that's it, it's so subtle. Yeah, they're taking the innocent things like toys and just trying to put those subtle right. evil things within right. the toys and trying to make it look... It's like subliminal. You just, you just throw it. It's like a hiss or something. And then the next thing you know, it becomes normal. Well, anyway, moving on. Here's another article that somebody sent me. And I didn't hear about this, and I guess it's been going on since last year. And it supposedly made national headlines, but I guess that I overlooked it. This article comes from CBN News, and it's a legal status of a little boy named James Younger. And it it takes place in, in Texas. And now a Texas judge has taken away the father's rights when it comes to his son's well-being. LifeSite News reported um, that without a proper hearing, a Dallas judge recently took away Jeffrey Young's claim to his son's medical, psychological, and psychiatric care, giving that power solely to his mother, who is a doctor, but it doesn't say who she's a doctor of. What is she a doctor of? So CBN News extensively reported that little James is in the middle of a legal battle between his parents. And this made national news last year in the um, head, national headlines after it was revealed that the boy's mother intended to publicly gender transition him into a girl against the father's wishes. Even the eight-year-old boy has reportedly been conflicted about the transition, too. Uh, Last year on Twitter, um, there was um, a hashtag, Save James Younger, you know, hashtag Save James Younger. And it went viral last year as Senator Ted Cruz Judge do that. 
The court documents show that Younger wanted to take both boys out of public school and homeschool them instead, according to Lake. And you know, in this article, you can see a picture. I can't see where this child. What I'm trying to figure out is what recourse does this father have? If a judge can just unilaterally take away his rights like that, what is his next step? I don't know. I pray the Lord gives him a next step. She tells him what to do because at the this rate, make a freak out of that child. Right, right, and I think that's way too young to start doing medical procedures. Right, on your brain is eight developed. years old, eight years old, and, and nothing is developed. Right, I don't know, and it's sad because parents will say, "This is what you are. This is," I don't know. Another bizarre thing, and I know that we talked about the Satanic Temple last week, but um, now I have this article saying that the Satanic Temple has created an educational grant called the Devil's Advocate Scholarship for high school students seeking higher education. Malcolm Jerry, J-A-R-R-Y, the co-founder of the non theistic group told CNN recently that the scholarship was created after a high school student emailed him requesting a letter of recommendation for a religious scholarship her school was offering. I was disappointed that she did not receive the scholarship. I don't know if she didn't get it because she was asking for a recommendation from a satanic temple or, or I don't know why she didn't get it. But anyway, the the person said, I was disappointed that she did not receive the scholarship and saw the moment as an opportunity to offer our own scholarship that reflects our values. So last week we were talking about how the Satanic Temple did a raffle for a free abortion. So now this article says that in addition to promoting our values by honoring those who engage in pro-social, rugged individualism, the scholarship allows students a rare opportunity to be critical of an institution that only rewards syncophantic adulation. Well, I mean, I don't get it. So students are often expected to praise their schools in spite of the fact that many students endure unconscionable abuse at the hands of faculty, administration, and their peers. It is common to hear a successful it, a person talk about a teacher who inspired them, but they never acknowledge that after 13 years of schooling, they were quite fortunate if they just came across one. So came across one what? Who praised a teacher who inspired them. According to the Satanic Temple's website, its mission is to encourage benevolence and empathy, reject tyrannical authority, advocate common sense, oppose injustice, and undertake noble pursuits. So, they're talking about advocate injustice. Now, I wonder how they would feel if someone having received a scholarship criticized their institution. See, it's all, it's all right for them to encourage them to criticize others. But I wonder would they feel so open-minded if the person ended up taking a scholarship, but then ended up criticizing yeah, so I, I think if they're going to take that route, they should be able to receive it as well as dish it out. So last week we were talking about how, um, or probably the last two programs, we were talking about how the governor in California 
um, is banning all indoor worship services, including Bible studies and singing, and saying, okay, so uh, California Church decided to sue Governor Gavin Newsom. Pasadena-based Harvest Rock Church and Harvest International Ministry filed a lawsuit in an attempt to block enforcement of Newsom's order, which target churches. Uh, CBN previously reported that Newsom announced that all indoor gatherings, including church services, must cease due to an increase in the number of COVID-19 cases. Liberty Council, a religious rights law group representing the church, points out that the governor's actions are contradictory as he recently encouraged thousands of people to gather for protests against social injustice. Um, so it goes on, the, there's a 70 Right, the governor's trying to get around it by saying lawsuit. indoor. So I'm pretty sure the protest took place outdoor. And then uh, someone sent me this, uh, our, well then, I found an article where Pastor John MacArthur at Grace Community Church in Sun Valley, California, um, was upset about that. And he said that government officials have no right to interfere in ecclesiastical matters in a way that undermines or disregards the God-given authority of pastors and elders. Amid the pandemic, Christians in California have faced, have faced multiple challenges to singing and worshiping together. So this week someone emailed me and said that um, an update about this California mega church pastor John MacArthur, he actually filed a lawsuit against Governor Newsom and other state officials over ongoing restrictions for church amid the COVID-19 pandemic. And um, he said in a response to the court, you know, he won. He won his lawsuit. I, I figured he would, because as long as you have bars and clubs and place, restaurants, you can have service. And in response, Pastor MacArthur said to the court's ruling, I'm very grateful the court has allowed us to meet inside, and we are happy for a few weeks to comply and respect what, judge, what the judge has asked of us, because he's allowing us to meet. This vindicates our desire to stay open, and serve our people. This also gives us an opportunity to show that we are not trying to be rebellious or unreasonable, but that we will stand firm to protect our church against unreasonable, unconstitutional restrictions. And that's the key for anything when you're fighting. Is it reasonable? Right. Is it unconstitutional? You know. So um, they're going to continue to do what they have been doing for the past 63 years at Grace Community Church and open to open it to welcome the Los Angeles community. Right. I mean, you can go grocery shopping and stand six feet apart, but you can't have service. That's so silly. You can go to the liquor store and stand in line, but you can't, right, you can't have service. Right. And I'm pretty sure so clubs have live entertainment. Yes. I mean, and, and he adds, you know, in this article that, you know, it's a, it really up to you, depending on your health and, and uh, how you physically feel, 
you know, he's not making anybody come back to church. You know, we're going to be re- right. we're gonna so remain that, open and teach that goes for anyone saying. who wants to come and worship with us. But I mean, that's just that that goes without saying. Even even without restrictions for COVID nineteen, if a person's not feeling well, they don't they don't come. I, I've known people say, "Well, I've got the flu. I'm not coming because I don't want to give anybody else what I have. I have a cold." Or they just say, you know, I'm just not feeling well. I mean, that's just common sense. That's just use your own judgment. Right. So, I don't know. Um, the lawsuit, um, the lawsuit uh, pointed to the double standard that has been applied to Black Lives Matter protesters who have been allowed and even encouraged to flood the streets by the thousands while churches have been forced to keep their sanctuaries closed over concerns. They didn't have to just single it off with Black Lives Matter. I mean, they could they could have selected any number of other examples to me that, that more closely relate to church activities than Black Lives Matter because most of their protests are outdoors. Well, anyway, moving on. So, um... I got this article a little while ago, and it's about Biden and Trump. They begin the long battle for the faith vote, and that's with every I think a president knucklehead to vote for Biden. I'm sorry. And when we're talking faith, and we're talking about uh, as far as what the Lord, anybody to me, what the Lord says, anybody to me who stands for abortion ending life, I can't see it. I'm sorry. And people say, well, you know, I have choice over my body. And if a woman says it, I say, yes, your body, but not the child's. I mean, that's a separate person, you know, so I just, I don't get it. So not too long ago, Biden's campaign held a virtual event billed as Believers for Biden Call to Action. And his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, emphasized her husband's spiritual convictions while delivering a message of unity. His faith is unshakable because it's in the providence of God. If you turn on the news, you will hear that our nation is more divided than ever, she said. The truth is that our differences are precious and our similarities are infinite. And uh, for those of us who are Christian, it gives us an opportunity to really state, do we really believe in the gospel or are we just... Basically, she's not saying anything. Uh, well, that's someone else who said that. My Christian faith has been hijacked, says Patrick Carolyn, executive director of the Christian nonprofit Franciscan Action Network. Only hours before the event, Trump gave his depiction of what Biden will do, the Biden White House will do. Destroy your Second Amendment, no religion, no anything, hurt the Bible, hurt God, Trump said. He's against God. And Biden fired off a written response saying, for President Trump to attack my faith is shameful. <laughs> you know, but, but if you're trying, if you're trying to get the, the faith vote, then your faith is going to come into question. That's, that's without saying. Right. Your actions are going to come into question. And then someone else sent me this article last month, and it was, calling, it was talking about Biden included Islam as one of the great confession confessional faiths and said, I wish we taught more in our schools about the Islamic faith. I wish we talked about all the great confessional faiths. It is one. (laughs) So I don't know. That's insane. So he's uh, he's courting like one million Muslim voters Mm -hmm. and he wants American children to study Islam in public schools. No. 
Just so you know, I mean, I think these are things that the yeah. average person doesn't hear about on the news. Right, and I'm not saying that, you know, if a person is, is, is if they worship and their, and their faith is Islam, that's them. But I'm saying that America is based on Christianity, is based upon the name of, of Jesus, and we believe in God. And therefore, the same way they honor their God in their country, then they should, if they're part of our country, they should respect the fact that we honor God in our country the way we do based on Christianity and Judaism. If they can't honor that, then they're in the wrong country. Too many lives, too many. It, 
we're getting toward the very end of our program. And, and this other article that somebody sent me is sent me says, where does Kamala Harris stand on policies like the Green New Deal, a term abortion? And actually, the bottom line is that she supports Medicare for all, the Green New Deal, and late-term abortion. Oh, my God. You know, I... Murder. I mean, how can you... I mean, it's one thing to be pro-abortion, but for late-term... Right, it's a baby. That's terrible. Black lives no, you cannot. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. So I guess she's the most liberal U.S. senator in, senator in 2019. Say, which, which, in another way of saying, nuts. for thought. 